Before I wrote my short story, Cops, Robbers, and Dragons, that I share in episode two, I started on an internet research binge on dragons. I wanted to find out how other authors described their dragons so I could make my dragons cool and believable. I didn't get too far in my research binge, though. I stopped myself when I had this crazy realization. I was writing a fantasy story about dragons. Fantasy. Dragons. That meant I could make up my own world with my own rules and my own version of dragons. Since my intention was simply to write a short story, I decided to keep my mythical creatures simple. I would only have four types of dragons, and their scales would change colors when they were hungry. They would stalk for food when it was time for them to eat, and they would only eat once a day. That one time would vary depending on the time of day they ate. Dawn, dusk, noon, and midnight. And that is why my dragons are called dragon stalkers. Then I had so much fun writing that short story that I decided to write a whole book series from that one concept. And that's why I started the Dragon Stalker Bloodline Saga. Remember that if you write fantasy, don't rely on what other people have already dreamed up to write about. Your readers want and need to read about your unique world with your unique creatures. Free yourself to dream and imagine and share what you see through your stories. If you need help creating captivating stories people want to read, be sure to snag one of my personalized writing workshops. Three more slots will open up on November 1st, along with a scholarship opportunity for one of them, so be sure to tune in on November 1st for details. Now on to today's story snippet from The Dragon Collector. We join Javen as he left the ranch he grew up on and is about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to a special storytelling edition of Published Before College, the podcast with short and snazzy shows that teach creative kids how to think like an author, build confidence in their creative writing skills, and take ownership of the publishing process. I'm your host, DK Drake, author of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga. During these 21 days of storytelling, I'll be reading you snippets of The Dragon Collector, book one of the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga, and sharing behind-the-scenes insider secrets along the way. In The Dragon Collector, 15-year-old Javen believes he is simply an ordinary orphan abandoned by his mother at birth until he is whisked away to another dimension and his destiny as the chosen one from the Collector bloodline is revealed. Armed only with an ancient weapon, a trio of old advisors, and his determination to win, Javen is soon caught up in a dangerous battle for the throne. Now his choices could save, or destroy, the people and dragons of Xandador, including the mother who just met. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 4. Feeding Time Saying goodbye to Storm proved to be the most difficult part of Javen's departure. Sure, he would miss Mama Sandra and Papa Tim, but they were so busy keeping up with the ranch, their kids and grandkids, and all the foster kids that constantly came and went, that they never really had much time for him anyway. Although he had guys from school and church he talked to, none were his buddies that he hung out with. He even doubted any of his football teammates would realize he wasn't there if he missed a practice or two. Storm was his only constant companion, his only true friend. He was the only one who would miss him and the only one he didn't want to leave. Javen had tried to convince his mom and Kenton to let Storm come along, but they said they had no way to transport him. With a tearful goodbye, he locked Storm in his stall, made Mama Sandra promise to take special care of Storm, and plopped in the back of the red rental car his family had arrived in. Javen didn't realize it was a rental until they returned it to the rental company in town and left on foot. Um, is this Xandador place close? Javen asked as he followed Kenton and Esmeralda down the quiet street. He was carrying a backpack stuffed with two changes of clothes, his iPad, phone, and other miscellaneous goodies like contacts and a toothbrush, but he noticed they weren't carrying any suitcases. 
Esmeralda had a purse and Kenton had a leather bag draped over his shoulder. But that was it. What had he gotten himself into? No, said Kenton. Then why do we just give up our wheels? I'm not a big fan of walking long distances. We won't be walking far. But you just said Xanador isn't close. It's not. Do you have another car stashed somewhere? No. Truck? Train? Plane? What's the deal? Javen stopped walking. I can still turn around and walk the ten miles back to the ranch if I need to. It was an empty threat. He wasn't about to walk that far, but he could pick up the phone and call Mama Sandra for a ride. Kenton sighed and retraced his steps back to Javen. Under his breath, he said, Have you already forgotten the winged creatures you met an hour ago? He grabbed Javen's elbow, led him up the street to the big grassy field beside the tiny city hall building, and pointed, We travel by dragon. I remember the dragons, Javen whispered but you're pointing to grass. The dragons aren't there. Skylark, Kenton said. Show yourself. The gray dragon appeared for an instant, then disappeared just as quickly. Whoa, Javen said. She can do invisible. Maybe the dragons weren't just oversized lizards from a science experiment gone bad. Neat, huh? Esmeralda smiled. She can cloak herself in anything she touches. Once you touch her, she'll be able to see her, but will become invisible to everything around you. And when we fly, she'll keep her tail intertwined with silver spikes. He doesn't much like it, but it keeps us all from being seen. Enough gawking, Kenton said. We need to get to the Everglades before Silver Spike is ready to eat. The Everglades? We're going to Florida? Javen hadn't packed for a tropical trip. He needed swim shorts, sunglasses, and some heavy-duty sunscreen. His fair skin would burn badly in the summer southern sun. That's where the portal is, Kenton said. Right, Javen nodded. The portal. To the land of Xandador. Despite the invisible dragon standing somewhere in front of him, Javen was still convinced that the land of Xandador was some backwoods town in the middle of nowhere built to let these eccentric folks believe they lived in a different dimension. Exactly, Kenton said. Now let's ride. Kenton marched forward and disappeared into thin air within five steps. Our turn, Esmeralda said. She linked her arm with Javen's and led him to the place where Kenton had just vanished. Put your hand out. Javen slowly lifted his right arm up and out. The second the tips of his fingers connected with a rough, scaly surface, he could see both dragons. He could also see Kenton perched at the base of Silver Spike's neck. When Javen pulled his hand back, they all disappeared. He repeated the process several times. Weird. Stop playing and climb up, the cloaked Kenton said. You were no fun, Javen mumbled. He can be a bit of a drag when he's on a mission, Skylark said. But he's right. We need to get going. We don't want to be in the air when Silver Spike gets hungry. He gets mean. I'd be tempted to uncloak him and let the humans discover him. Javen chuckled and touched Skylark's thick leg. Her gray body appeared, and he kept in contact with her as she leaned her head down. Simply grab onto my lovely scales and pull yourself onto my neck. Then slide down to the spot between my wings. I think you'll find that a fabulous seat for our cross-country flight. Yes, ma'am. He grabbed onto one triangle-shaped scale after another and hoisted himself up. Before sliding down Skylark's long neck to her wide back, he helped Esmeralda up. As soon as they came to a sliding stop, Skylark flapped her round wings and they began their invisible flight toward Florida. Flying across the country at twice the speed of an airplane on the back of an invisible dragon attached to another dragon carrying his triple great-grandfather while listening to the telepathic banter of the dragons and making sure his long-lost sleeping mother didn't fall seemed surreal. But Javen knew he was very much awake and actually experiencing this bizarre scenario. He also knew he couldn't tell anyone or he would find himself locked up in the nearest insane asylum. When he returned to the ranch in three days, though, he would at least have a story about a trip to Florida to share. 
That story was sure to require some major editing, but for once he was glad to be in the role of storyteller rather than the unnoticed background listener. It was just past nine when they landed on a deserted road in the middle of the marshy Everglades. Esmeralda woke up. Skylark promptly zonked out. Apparently flying for several hours while invoking her invisibility, a feature, Javen had learned, that was unique to the Noonstalkers. Carrying several humans and keeping her tail attached to a dragon larger than her was exhausting. So, Javen said, sliding off the sleeping dragon, where's this portal? Close, Kenton said. First, we let Skylark rest and Silver Spike eat. I am getting hungry. Silver Spike stretched his legs and spread his wings. Hold on, Javen said. He walked around Silver Spike, certain his eyes were playing tricks on him. I know it's getting dark out, but are your scales turning black? Silver Spike huffed. Yes, they do every night when I start to get hungry. If any more turn black before I get a snack, you're going to start looking tasty. So if you don't mind, I'm going hunting. Uh, hunt away, thanks. Javen noted a hint of sarcasm in the dragon's response and watched him fly away. What does he eat? He asked Kenton. Anything from grass to plants to animals. Here, he's probably hunting alligators. Javen nodded towards Skylark. Why aren't her scales turning black? Because she's a noonstalker. Her scales turn a golden color when she gets hungry, which will be in about 12 hours. So you know dragons are hungry when their scales change colors? That's cool. You have to make sure they eat as soon as their scales start to change, Esmeralda said. If they don't get fed before all their scales change, they become crazy food-obsessed creatures. They'll binge for three days before their appetite is satisfied and they return to their normal eating cycle. During these binges, Kenton added, humans are especially appetizing. Javen gulped. Good to know. He hoped Silver Spike was a good alligator hunter and wasn't planning on returning until his scales were gray again. You also need to know about Dawnstalkers and Duskstalkers, Kenton said. Oh, what are those? The other two types of dragons that aren't part of Kenton's collection, Esmeralda said. They're smaller, have white scales, and no wings. When they get hungry around dawn and dusk, their scales turn rainbow colors. That I'd like to see. You will, once we get to Xandador. Javen rolled his eyes. She really believed the Xandador place existed but it sounded more and more outlandish. Wingless, rainbow-colored dragons? Really? Time to go, Skylark! Silverspike swooshed in and hovered just above Skylark. Some humans in a boat spotted me and are headed in this direction. A groggy Skylark opened her eyes. I'm too tired to cloak us. Then pick up your humans and fly. Meet you at the portal. Silverspike snatched Kenton with his front claw and flew into the dark sky above. He's so dramatic, Skylark said. Humans driving a boat in the dark aren't going to be able to find us. What's going on? Esmeralda asked. Uh, some people saw Silverspike and he thinks they're chasing him. The sound of an approaching engine drowned out the last few words of Javen's response. Then again, maybe Silverspike's hunch was right. Without warning, Skylark wrapped one of her claws around Javen and the other around Esmeralda and lifted them all into the air. Javen hoped that so-called portal wasn't too far away. He was finding it difficult to breathe with a dragon's claw clutching his chest. If you enjoyed today's storytelling episode, but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com backslash insiders. There you can secure your free digital copy of The Dragon Collector as part of the DK Drake Starter Library. But The Dragon Collector will only be included in the Starter Library through the end of these 21 days, so be sure to become an insider by November 10th to get your free copy. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight. <laughs>